Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So, You can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friends who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, text Just News to 989898 right now. Hello, America, and happy Wednesday. What a busy week it is. Yep, the Cheney era, at least in Wyoming and the Republican Party, is over. Though she has $7.5 million of donations she didn't spend, at least until the last week of the campaign, meaning she's probably bankrolled it. And it's clear that she's going to continue to be the chief protagonist, at least in her mind, to Donald Trump and his supporters. That is one of the big headlines dominating just the news today. Welcome to the John Solomon Reports podcast. Lots of fun News to break for you today. We've got two great guests, Dr. Harvey Risch from Yale University, the epidemiologist who got the pandemic right. He's going to join us to talk about these incredible reversals going on with the CDC, with the NIH, and now even concerns about the scientific processes in posting and being transparent with medical studies. We're going to cover all of that with Dr. Harvey Risch. And then Tom Fitton is going to be here. I'm not making this up. He's going to describe why a court case about evidence that was found in Bill Clinton's sock drawers back in the 1990s could have a profound effect on the search of Donald Trump's estate in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. Yes, we can connect Bill Clinton's sock drawer to the raid on Melania Trump's closet. There's a real serious reason. It's actually a very important reason. Tom Fitton is going to bring us up to speed on that. A very, very important story all around We had a great interview last night with Paul Manafort. We're going to play that tomorrow on the podcast. A really profound headline that he gave us. He said that the biased FBI, that's what he called them, was given lots of evidence of wrongdoing by Democrats. He provided it, but they didn't pursue it. How about that? That's going to be an important headline. All right, we got two great guests. I don't want to waste any time. I want to get right to them because the interview is going to make some news. I hope. I hope we can bring you some really new facts that you can't get anywhere else. And that's why we're going to jump right in. We're so excited. We'll take a quick commercial break when we come back up. First up, the one and only Dr. Harvey Rich from the Yale School of Public Health, one of the great epidemiologists of the world. And by the way, one of those who was incredibly on the money, I'm making this, on the money on uh, the pandemic. His prescription, along with Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, were right on the money. And of course, Dr. Fauci was way off as the CDC just recently told us. Pretty exciting stuff. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after these messages. Folks, Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. 
You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, plus veggie, and so much more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutritional packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious and easy. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. If you're like me and have a busy schedule that the last thing you want to worry about is what to eat or having to go to the grocery store, Factor makes it easy. As they are flexible to your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Plus, Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, usually in just two minutes. So there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash justnews50 and use the promo code justnews50 to get 50% off. That's the code justnews50 at factormeals.com. One more time, factormeals.com slash justnews50. Use the justnews50 code and you will get 50% off your first order. Hey folks, it's John Solomon here. Today, I want to shine a light on AMAC, an organization organization who's dedicated to America's seniors, but is vital for conservatives of all ages. AMAC stands out by not only advocating for senior issues, but also by pushing for conservative values that affect us all. By joining, you're not just supporting our senior citizens, you're part of a movement defending the freedoms that made this country great and to ensure that we secure our nation's future. Plus, membership brings you exclusive benefits like discounts on travel, dining, and entertainment, and of course, special insurance rates, one of the things I like. Regardless of your age, if you're driven to preserve freedom, AMAC welcomes you. This is about uniting youthful vigor with the wisdom of experience and our quest to keep this country great. Sign up now for amac.us slash justnews. And for a limited time, you get a free gift membership for someone else who shares your love for our great nation. Don't miss out on this chance to make a difference from AMAC. Join today at amac.us slash justnews. That's amac.us slash justnews and extend the invitation to a friend or family member for free. What a great opportunity. All right, folks, welcome back for the commercial break. I am always excited when this next guest joins our show. He has been one of the sage, most honest voices in the medical profession, particularly during all the scare tactics and all of the pain and suffering we went through during the COVID-19 pandemic. One of the greatest epidemiologists in the world, Professor Emeritus at the Yale School of Public Health, Dr. Harvey Risch. Doctor, great to have you back on the show. I'm very happy to be with you. I was thinking of you a lot in the last couple of days as my reporters here at Just the News wrote the new CDC guidelines. And I read them and I said, you know, these sound incredibly familiar. They didn't come from Dr. Fauci. They didn't come from any CDC. I'm pretty sure this is what Dr. Harvey Rich was saying. Oh, back in the spring of 2020, protect the vulnerable, get everybody else into a mitigated strategy and get them back to the workplace. Your thoughts on the, how big a reversal the CDC guidance is? Well, I think it's dramatic, and it basically concedes that everything that they've said, in particular about the vaccines, for the last year and a half has been wrong, that basically they're admitting that, that the vaccines do not prevent the spread of the infection in a, in a way that makes them useful for public health. They said literally that the vaccines do not, two, two doses of the vaccine does not uh, substantially spread, uh, stop the spread. And for boosters, after the last booster, the benefit is transient and wanes. Now, transient to me, if you look it up in the dictionary, basically is a short period of time. And they're, they're saying because it's a short period of time that it's not useful for a large public health policy. So they have revoked 
the the idea of vaccination as a public health tool for stopping the spread of, of the infection, and therefore they have revoked any rational consideration of mandates for using something that has failed as a tool. So to me, the mandates are, are basically out the window at this point, and nobody can point to the CDC and, and say that the mandates are justified. If there's a school district or a company or a city that's imposed that mandate, I, I saw Pittsburgh and Philadelphia are still enforcing their mandate. They don't have a legal or scientific basis to persist that mandate. That's what's so remarkable about this moment. I tie this back to something that I think was the precursor. I thought I saw the firework or the flare gun behind this announcement about three weeks ago, because when Dr. Deborah Burks went on television, and I mean whipsawed me and probably all of us by saying, I knew all along that these vaccines were not going to prevent infection. You kind of knew that maybe there was a bigger shoe to fall. What does it say about the public health infrastructure that, one, we got it this wrong, because that's what the CDC proclamation is. We got it entirely wrong. And two, the medical official who was instrumental in imposing the mandates, the fear, the assurances that this was the silver bullet cure-all, which, of course, you never believe that. What does it say that all of those things have gone in reversal? We got it wrong. We were lied to. And there never was a silver magic bullet. What does it say about the state of public health in America? Well, it, the first thing it says is that hope is not a public health policy, that you can't hope that things work, you know, and, and, and expect that to be any rational, appro- appropriate approach. The second thing is that everybody knew that it was a sham while it was happening because there w- it was a one-size-fits-all, and there was no consideration of nat- people with natural immunity, people who actually needed it to protect themselves versus people whom the, the infection posed a, a, a essentially zero or trivial risk. The issue of rushing to try to vaccinate children and young children when they had no need for this as a general rule, and so on. These were all such gigantic red flags that you knew that there was some kind of malfeasance going on pushing these these approaches. So it, it, basically, what they're saying is now they're admitting that the thing didn't work. They're not admitting that what they did was wrong. They're they're just hoping that nobody will remind them. They're misremembering it, as they're saying, and trying to cover up their tracks, as Dr. Burks did. She said, oh, well, I always knew that it would never work, you know, and uh, and I'm innocent. I didn't push them, you know, and those kinds of messages, which is absurd because she was behind the whole thing. It is absurd, and it is almost breathtaking to think that people of your caliber of excellence, I mean, you have a 20, 30 year of extraordinary work. Jay Bhattacharya, all the people who signed the Great Barrington Declaration, for instance, these were not crackpots. These weren't people that went down and read a medical book and came out and said, I've got the solution. You were all cast as heretics. You were cast as putting public safety in jeopardy and you turned out to be right. Is there a moment where those in power realize that we went too far, that science works best when dissent is seriously considered and not just bowled over when I read that, you know, when I, I really look at the scientific method, looking at contrary evidence is like essential to the scientific method. Do you think we're at a pause moment where the industry at large, the big industry that controls the NIH and the CDC and the FDA say, you know what, we not only treated people like Dr. Harvey Rich and Jay Bhattacharya and others wrongly, we defied the rules of our own scientific profession? Honestly, I don't think they'll admit that. I think that, I think that basically... They're not reasoning like scientists. They're reasoning like generals in a war. 
that made a bad decision in how to carry out a war. And when they were confronted with the reality of their bad decision, they move on to the next decision and the next approach for carrying on the war. I think they're not going to self-question to any large degree. We now know that there is a public health consequence, at least in some circumstances, and there's evidence that may be more, that this bad approach actually had a significant impact on the well-being of Americans. We'll start with the isolation, the loss of learning with children, depression, drug increase, and we know the socio-psychological impact of it. We now know that young men particularly were at higher risk of getting inflamed hearts and dying from it. That's not in doubt. And now today there are some new documents out by Naomi Wolf. We haven't gotten to the bottom of them yet, but they suggest that there could be a connection between miscarriages and the vaccine, certainly at least of the women in one of the medical trials. And there's a similar one about menstruation problems that is currently underway, but an early acknowledgement that women may also have had their menstrual cycles significantly hampered with. The fact that there are victims of this mistakes and the victims of this approach, do we come to grips with that at some point? Well, when we have, you know, some kind of hearings and trial and investigation, we might. Uh, certainly the people who abetted all of the, the problems and the damage are not going to do anything other than try to cover their tracks. And, uh, you know, I, I think that so many people got damaged over this, and they're just cavalierly dismissed as collateral damage by, by the, a military approach to this. That, you know, think about it. The head of public health is a surgeon general. It's not the chief surgeon. It's the surgeon general. Is the, the war military uh, you know, campaign of public health is a military-style organization which doesn't you know, allow for science. It allows for dictates and authority and, and no questioning. And, and the whole idea of how public health is done in that fashion is inappropriate when, when you desperately need the science in new pandemic circumstances. It's amazing. When I was a little boy, I used to go to my pediatrician and he was this short little, like four foot 11, five foot guy, Dr. John Russo, but he packed a larger than life punch. And he, oh, I remember the little boy, I'd be sitting on the table waiting for him to come in. And he always had the Hippocratic Oath on there. And he circled around one phrase, do no harm. He used to always, I remember the big red circle he put about that. It seems like the Hippocratic Oath got turned upside down in this pandemic. We sent patients to nursing homes, infected putting vulnerable populations together, young men with heart inflammation. It's going to be a remarkable moment to take the final cost of human toll in this. And even though the CYA establishment won't do it, I think it's incumbent on news organizations and such influential voices as you to get the full human toll out there. And I'm fearful of another thing, and I think I know you are too. It seems like we're just starting to crank up for a new fall vaccination program. Will we see the same fear-mongering that we saw in the first wave of vaccination pushes? Undoubtedly, there's no other way to push a mass vaccination campaign that people would not choose to take of their free will without fear-mongering and and force and threats of force, that people have seen the damage that's been done from the, the vaccine so far, and the new vaccine threatened to be even more damaging than the existing ones. And the reason for that is that the small studies, such as they are, on the new vaccines only examined them in unvaccinated people. And when you give these vaccines to more mRNA vaccines to people who've had three and four shots 
of the original ones, what you're going to do is you're going to dramatically increase the original antigenic sin antibody-dependent enhancement problems coming up. And so instead of the message is going to be, take these vaccines so that we don't have a new wave with new mutants. And what will happen instead is that they will generate ever-increasing waves of new mutants. And the reason for that is that the, the, the viruses that are, are still going around in circulation, that are still present, that will be at a low level throughout the society, will be given immunologic open season, free reign on reproducing in people who get these vaccines that will be out of date by the time they come out. The, the Omicron component w will be earlier Omicron compared to the one that BA5 or the next version that is largely out in another month. And so they'll be partially out of date already. They will generate um, the original and vaccinated people. They'll just generate more of the original vaccine antibodies and be counterproductive because those antibodies won't neutralize the, the new Omicron or any Omicron very, very much. And so the, the variants will just continue to, to occur as the virus does what it normally does, which is to mutate day in, day out in every person that's infected. And so it's going to generate even more mutants. Geert Vandenbosch has written this up quite the science quite extensively about what's going to happen with these new vaccines. And so instead of doing uh, any, providing any benefit for people, which is not necessary, they're going to be damaging to the population immunity as a whole to generate even more waves and successive waves going well past the, the winter and into the spring, if not longer. It's counterproductive, and honestly, it's stupid, to be honest, because we're dealing now with an infection, a COVID infection, that's no worse than typical flu season. And we don't mandate vaccination for flu. We've never had an emergency for flu. You know, we never called a national emergency for, for flu, and we didn't, and we should not be calling a national emergency for COVID now. <clears throat> the, the emergency has passed. Once Omicron got here, the emergency dissipated, and there's no uh, government recognition of that fact because it sees the power that it wants to control for its own nefarious purposes rather than for a real public health use. And so that's where we're at. <clears throat> the government has, has seized this power and won't relinquish it, and is using that to try to push through more vaccinations that will be only be damaging. And it's already bought the vaccines, so it's committed to doing this. So, you know, just you can expect to see more campaigns of, of the fear-mongering. Do your part. Help, the, help the America survive the next pandemic. Keep people from getting sick. Do your part. Get vaccinated. That's what you can expect to see. Yeah. Wow. We're actually poking nature when we shouldn't poke nature right now because nature right now has the virus in a state where we can pretty much manage it and get people better and back to work. It's just amazing to think that we're in that moment. A lot of people ask me this question and I don't have an answer for it, but I think you've seen enough of it. You probably have some wisdom to share on it. What drove this? Was it the, just the desire of drug companies to have a expensive new vaccine that they could cash in on by the billions? Was it Anthony Fauci's desire to finally get to carry out a pandemic plan and make it his legacy? There seems to be so many decisions that were made in the absence of common sense and also in contradiction to the normal procedures of medicine and science. It seems like there's some 
forces that were causing this to happen? As you look back, what are those, some of those forces? Because we want to learn from them, right? We want to not repeat history again. Well, I think it's very hard to know because there are so many big forces, you know, the oligarchy of our society that ha- has been involved for its own financial, massive financial interests, that it's really hard to tease apart which part of it is really responsible when they're all conspiring. You know, event 201 is not a conspiracy theory. It's an actual conspiracy. There are 200 people or whatever in the room conspiring to figure out how to push this whole pandemic management on the world. You know, that's that's a conspiracy. When those people conspired in their plans, that's a conspiracy. It's not a conspiracy theory. And that's what we, we have lived through. The, the question has arisen whether the virus had been spreading before event 201 even occurred. That was September of 2019. There's now some suggestions that people had COVID and died from COVID even into 2018, that that it, it predated it and wasn't really identified as a an epidemic illness until fall of 2019, but it had actually started circulating earlier. There's now some some interest and probably some activity in looking at stored biological samples to see uh, whether uh, the, whether they can identify uh, the, the virus, you know, from earlier than, than fall 2019. The, the virus was found in stored samples in Italy in September 2019, and it was found in sewage in samples in Brazil from November of 2019. So it was already uh, circulating. And uh, the question is how, how much earlier? Fascinating. I mean, think about it. I mean, we may have had the whole thing wrong. Probably did have the whole thing wrong. Not may. We did. We certainly had large components, but we might have missed it for a while as well. I want to finish with one thing, because I know you believe not only in following the rules of science, but that holding those in accountable. There was an extraordinary moment just a few hours ago the National Academy of Sciences announcing that the deputy White House climate advisor, so one of the top aides to President Biden, Jane Lutenko, is going to be banned from any National Academy of Sciences proceedings for the next five years because of conflicts of interest and violations of its code of conduct. This includes having a conflict of interest with a relative involved in the study and also using outdated data to make a current conclusion it's pretty extraordinary for the NAS to make a public declaration and kind of expose this. Your thoughts about the state of science when you hear that someone who's currently in the White House got caught doing something this egregious? Well, unfortunately, human nature is human nature, and people succumb to blandishments and conflicts of interest, you know, because of the benefits and they think that they won't be caught and that that's just part of it's very difficult for people to stay as clean as, as they should and uh, you know but but science has to be done as objectively as possible bearing that in mind so when this is discovered it sounds so despicable it probably is a bit larger than just that one individual, not in this, not in what he did, but it's, you know, there's instances of this all around that are just not widely known. So, uh, you know, I, this one was discovered in high profile. Last question. We know what's coming. You gave us a great view of the scare wave that's probably coming in the fall. 
as someone who had this approach right now, the, the CDC now acknowledges, acknowledges, so they don't mention you by name, that your approach, Jay Bhattacharya's approach, those were the right approaches. What should Americans, if you're an American listening, what is the right mentality to take into the fall and winter when this new wave of fear-mongering begins? To shrug it off, to laugh it off, to say that these people are up to the same old shenanigans and, and we're not going to take it anymore. As, as they say, um, the first time you're, you're tricked, uh, it's their fault. The second time you're tricked, it's your fault. You know, that we've, we've been through this before and that there's plenty of medications that are, you don't have to take Paxlovid, which doesn't work well. Um, if you get COVID and you get sick with it, there hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, uh, other medications are, are available. If your doctor won't prescribe it, the telemedicine groups will. And uh, so there's every reason to think that there's backup for people who get uncomfortably sick, normal, healthy people without serious comorbidities like, like diabetes, obesity, cardiovascular diseases, chronic kidney disease, and so on. Those kind of people will survive it, again, very well. It's, it's, it can be unpleasant to have. You know, the sore throat can be pretty bad and, and feeling really worn out and, and so on, like the flu, but you get through it in a few days. The thing about Paxlovid is it makes it longer. And if it recurs, even longer than that. Uh, and uh, Paxlovid is, is basically a pause, not a cure. And, and so it's just not doing a very good job. Whereas these other medications do really well. The, the patients that I've sent for treatment to other doctors report back to me that, that they've gotten substantially better in two days or three days. Wow. And what are those? I mean, what are the ones you would recommend just from what your, the anecdotal or scientific evidence you have? What are you recommending? No, the scientific evidence is quite strong. The, the hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin are the main uh, components uh, of the medication regimen. They can be used together if a person doesn't do too well on one or the other. They have to be used in enough doses that they actually work, particularly for ivermectin. Uh, but the dosing is pretty standard. Doctors know how to do that. There's other things to add. If there's a, a lot of lung involvement, there isn't usually, but there can be a little. If there is, one can add an inhaled steroid like budesonide. Um, and, and there's other medications, too, that, that people have been looking at. In addition to um, nasal sprays and gargles with, with things like uh, povidone iodine solutions, diluted or diluted um, hydrogen peroxide, or even acetylpyridinium chloride, which is the active ingredient in uh, Crest uh, Fresh Mint mouthwash, I think, and other mouthwashes that have acetylpyridinium chloride. You you know you gargle with that five times a day, and, and rinse your mouth you know for 30 or 40 seconds. In addition to the other medications, you know, and I think that 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 there's a whole repertoire now that the telemedicine doctors have been using very proficiently, works very well. Uh, and it just treats this like, uh, you know, an annoying flu-like illness that you get through. And the people who, who get really sick, who have comorbidities, who need more aggressive treatment, can be treated the same way, but with, a, with a, you know, more aggressive monitoring and follow-up to, to deal with it. So, uh, I, you know, this is a totally manageable circumstance that is not a, an emergen emergency, does not need to be treated with fear, it's, it's just something that we get through, and if we don't 
in, encourage more mutations with with vaccines that encourage the mutations, it'll end faster in the population as a whole also. Amazing. It's amazing. Well, history will look back. I've said this many times, doctor, and I don't give praise often, but your sage way of dealing with this, the scientific approach you took, proved to be the right one. And I just think, I've said this many times, I just think, what if you were in Dr. Fauci's chair, what the difference might have been? And we're just so grateful you had the courage, despite all of the flack you took, to stick to your guns because history shows you were right. And what an honor to have you back on the show today. It's my pleasure. You know, nature's not going to lie. And I just do the best I can in reporting the observations that I have about nature. And, and I leave it at that. And, you know, I hope that they're good and they work. And that's all I can do. Well, you followed the scientific procedure, unlike a lot of those in Washington. And we're sure grateful for that. So many thanks. I can't wait to get you back on because we'll have to combat some of this fear mongering in the fall for sure. Sure. Great to be with you. You as well, sir. Have a great day. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, Tom Fitton's going to join us. We have a little discussion about some of the new records coming out in a 2012 case that might have a lot of relevance to the search of Mar-a-Lago right after this. <music> folks, Field of Greens is the healthiest thing I do every day, and I want you on this journey with me. Why? It's literally one scoop a day. It tastes great. I love the fruit flavors particularly, and it's completely improved my life and my health. This is nutrition the way nature intended. When I began taking a hard look at why I wasn't feeling good and why I felt unhealthy, why I was gaining weight, why I was losing energy, it wasn't just because I had hit my 50s. No, it was because I wasn't getting the right amount of fruit and vegetables in my diet. And listen, it's, I'm just too busy to go to the store, clean up the vegetables, cook a, a vegetable dinners, and make sure I hit the fruit. A field of greens stepped in. One scoop of powder in my drink or on my eggs in the morning, and boom, I was off and feeling better. And suddenly, I was losing weight. I was sleeping better. My metabolism went up. My blood sugar went down. My cholesterol went down, and my weight went down. And my doctor said, hey, whatever you're doing, keep it doing. You know what that is? It's Field of Greens. That's what I've been doing. Field of Greens is radically different. Each organic fruit and vegetable was medically chosen to support heart and vital organ health. I trust Field of Greens to keep me healthy. I promise you, you're going to love this product. But if for any reason you don't, they'll give you 100% money back guarantee. Now, you're going to get 15% off your first order plus free rush shipping because of the incredible partnership we have here at Just the News with Brick. House Nutrition, and, of course, Field of Greens. All you got to do to take advantage of this offer, visit fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Don't wait. Go to fieldofgreens.com today. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS for 15% off. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out. Higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group, 
Text Just News to 989898 right now. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Always excited to have this next guest on. He's on the front lines of creating transparency from a federal government that often is allergic to transparency. He is none other than the president of Judicial Watch and our good friend, Tom Fitton. Tom, great to have you on the show today. Hey, good to be with you again, John. Thank you for the good word. It's amazing how many times things you did in the past come back up and they're relevant to the current debate. And I want to have a little fun today because there is a direct dotted line between Bill Clinton's sock drawer and the raid on Melania's closet at Mar-a-Lago. And I want to walk through that today. It's it's an amazing thing that you your team did. But walk us through the importance of the case where you found the audio tapes that Bill Clinton had kept in his sock drawer of his conversations as president with a historian. An amazing case. Yeah, I don't even remember how we found out about it. Maybe there was a news story about it. And there was a Taylor Branch had done a, a book on Clinton, you may recall. And he recorded some of his conversations with him for the book. And Clinton kept copies of, I think it was more than one tape. But the tapes included at least his half of the conversation with foreign leaders, members of Congress and other government officials. So we saw that and we said, hey. What about the Presidential Records Act? Aren't these in the library? Because we had been litigating against the library for probably 15 years at that point. And so we sued the archives and they came back to us and they told us, you know, go pound sand. And we're in court before one of the most of the left wing judges on the bench, uh, Beryl Howe. She's an expert, though, in FOIA matters and open records matters. The government, the lawyer for the archives said, you know what? If they're if it, the documents are in the former president's hands, we're you know they're presumptively personal. We just you know we we presume they're personal, and sure enough, the court found later in an opinion that the archives uh, couldn't get behind the decision to dec- to uh, by a president to term documents either personal or presidential. So. Uh, you know, that's the position, not only that's not only the legal position of the Justice Department, but it's the law. And uh, obviously it's bolstered by the Constitution, which gives ultimate classification authority by virtue of his role as commander in chief to the president. So essentially anything he took with him out of the White House, the Justice Department previously had told us in response to a question about Bill Clinton. Tough luck. It's his. But they changed their mind for for. Donald Trump. And I wonder, I want to know, did they tell the court that? They tell the court their, this, our policy and the law and, and a court decision suggests that Trump is right. And frankly, I don't, based on this analysis, Trump should get every single document they took from him back because they're all personal records. Thanks to you, I've been able to read through the transcripts and the final court ruling by the judge. And you know, it's pretty clear the court and the Justice Department are of the same mind, which is the president's authority to decide what's a personal government record is absolute, just like the president's ability to classify a document is absolute. So that's going to be the history on which when this gets into the courts, it's going to turn on. The history is clearly in legal precedent, clearly in favor of the president. The Justice Department had to know at some point someone was going to dig this stuff up. Why do they take the risk of the raid? Have you developed a theory why they do this? And is it really about the records at all? You know, that's a good question. Um, You know, you kind of raise an interesting issue because, you know, I started raising this issue online back in February or January when, when this news first came up that there was this dispute and the media took note of it. And the and the experts who are basically former government experts were trying to shoot it down. 
even I was right, but they were trying to shoot it down in their fact checks. So you can be sure they knew this issue was out there and this was a quote, a forgotten case. Um, so it, it, you know, and then it leads to the other question is what were they really doing here? And what, you know, if, if the goal is to harass the president and to try to jail him on whatever might possibly stick, this is probably something that they saw, Hey, this is something we can go in on. And, um, and they let their hatred for Trump overcome their uh, legal acumen and analysis to the degree it, it exists. You know, people have to remember that the agencies, Justice Department, the leadership of the FBI, is left to center, liberal, and uh, certainly in the case of the Justice Department, almost universally Democrat. And I'm not just talking about the appointees of Biden. I'm talking about the other lawyers. And it goes for other federal agencies as well. Uh, so they're, they're partisan ideologues and they hate Trump. And that's and that's what's going on here. Yeah, such an important thing to remind people of that. That is the dynamic. You I had a chance to interview you the other day. You were the first person to call it a lot of overcollection in this search rate. Just when you look at the thing and a few hours after that. Well, what do you know? The FBI said, oh, we overcollected. We collected passport privilege materials. We're working on a process to get it back to you. This is like the most historic raid that any FBI agent could possibly participate in. They know they're creating history by raiding the, the home of a former president, and yet they don't get the basics right. They overcollect. What does that say about the skill set of the FBI today? Well, I saw your, your headline there, overcollect, and I thought, John, you are being so charitable. <laughs> yes, I probably was. <laughs> I mean, they went in there with a vacuum cleaner. They didn't care. You don't take passports without pause. It's not the sort of thing that, oh, well, I don't know what that is. Just throw it in there. Uh, and it highlights, A, the uh, lack of good faith by the operators who went in there, and B, the broad nature of the warrant. I thought, you know, one of the, you know, the media just pretends, I mean, pretends that we're stupid and, you know, we're, we're supposed to ignore our plain eyes. And Garland told us, typically, we don't do raids. So this was atypical. And typically, we have narrow search requests. So what's the mirror of that? A broad one. So they went in under Garland's own admit on, on Garland's own admission on a fishing expedition, and the proof is in the pudding. They came up um, with with his passports. And I was thinking about this today, John. And and I'm, I don't know if your reporting has borne this out yet. This must be a national security issue. Not in the sense they think it is, but in the sense America is being destabilized by this administration. And I would think our friends and our enemies are looking at us thinking, what, what's going on there? Is, that, is the government stable? Because, you know, we, you know, we're used to this, but America ain't. And I, I, it's very concerning. And I, and I hope people don't draw, I hope our enemies don't draw the wrong conclusions. And certainly I hope our friends don't draw the wrong conclusions. Because if they think we're not stable and we're weak, who knows what will happen? Yeah, and also they've always looked to us to the example of freedom, and this looks like anything but freedom anymore. It looks like banana republic politics, and that's got to be unsettling to people who still believe in democracy and constitutional republics around the world. Uh, last question: You've done some amazing work on Dr. Anthony Fauci and getting us documents he's never wanted to turn over to the American public. Like three, four days ago, the CDC basically just said, we got everything wrong. Because they didn't say that, but they basically put out all new rules that reversed everything, everything that they had been telling us for two and a half years. 
you look at this and you see the crushing of dissent. Any doctor that challenged their position two years ago was called a quackpot, a risk to medical health. Now you're seeing people like the Homeland Security Department, the FBI, and Garland saying anyone that has a question about an open border or the raid on Donald Trump, they pose a domestic terrorism threat. This is a moment where dissent is being crushed in the name of security and health, and it's not even true. The end result is they crush something with a lie. When do we start to begin to unravel this dynamic with the government? What's the solution for this? Well, you know, we had part of the solution at the end of the Trump administration where he he and his people said, you know, look, that we have these and the, the left distorts this. We've got these bureaucrats who are exercising extraordinary power and they're not accountable in the traditional sense to the president. So if they're making policy decisions that really a, pol- a political appointee ought to be making, we're going to make their position subject to immediate removal by the president or their and and so in my view is expanding that, expanding the number of political appointees while curtailing the power of government. You know, we can talk about Fauci, um, you know, at some for some length, but certainly the goal of any good conservative Congress or a good conservative president would be to make sure there is never again another Fauci, someone who's been able to accumulate so much power within an agency that essentially he's warping. Uh, uh, the the uh, the whole public health establishment not here in the United not only here in the United States but abroad, uh, you know, Fauci has way too much power uh, given his lack of accountability within our system. And I don't mean he's unaccountable and that he can't be fired. It means he's he's acting like a political appointee when in fact he's a civil servant. We can't have that anymore. Yeah, that's it. They're making policy. They're not carrying out policy. They've actually become the policy makers. Tom, it is always an honor to have you on. It's so amazing to watch the work of Judicial Watch. I can't wait to see your next big lawsuit or your next big document dump because America is going to be a lot better for it. Thanks for joining us today. You're welcome, John. All right, folks, we'll take a quick commercial break. We'll be back to wrap things up right after this. You know what, folks? Stress may be why you can't lose weight. If you've got moderate to high stress like I do, a doctor-formulated weight loss supplement called Lean could be your solution. Chronic stress wreaks havoc on blood sugar, which can cause your body to store excess fat. Stress can also slow your metabolism, which fuels weight gain. And you know all about stress eating and sugar cravings, right? Now the good news. The studied ingredients in Lean have been shown to help maintain healthy blood sugar levels, help optimize metabolism, and keep your appetite under control. Now, if your life is a bit stressful like mine and you want to lose weight, add Lean to your healthy diet and exercise lifestyle. Now get 15% off and free shipping at takelean.com. That's takelean.com and enter the promo code justnews15. That's the promo code justnews15 at takelean.com. One more time, takelean.com. Statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, and it's not a substitute or alternative for care from a healthcare provider. Folks, if you get your wallet stolen or your cell phone or your car, we know what it is. It's old-fashioned theft. It's crime. We know it. Criminals now have a new way to steal our most valuable asset, our homes. Older Americans are most vulnerable to these types of thefts, and that's because they more often own their homes outright. An 88-year-old Florida woman recently discovered that scammers forged her signature, created a fake deed to her home, and then took her property. Those who buy a property from a deed theft scammer often become victims as well. What can you do to protect yourself? It's simple. 
My good friends at Home Title Lock provide the premier detection technology to protect your home and its title. The instant they detect an activity or something suspicious, they mobilize to help shut it down. We won't know a thief took us off our title until it's too late. That's why Title Lock jumps into action right away. The titles to all our homes are easily found online. A criminal or renter, even a family member, can simply forge your signature on a home sale form. Then he or she refiles as the new owner and bam, your home is not in your name and all of a sudden debts are being taken out against it. That's why Home Title Lock is my choice. Find out for free when you use my code JUSTNEWS at sign up. You'll get a free comprehensive scan of your home's title and 30 days of legendary home title lock protection free. So go to hometitlelock.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS. That's the promo code JUSTNEWS at hometitlelock.com. Go there today. All right, folks, welcome back. What a great day. A big thanks to Tom Fitton. A lot of thoughts. Who knew that a Bill Clinton case from the 1990s could have such a profound relationship to the extraordinary historic raid on Mar-a-Lago last week? But that's why we bring people like Tom on the show. We learn something. We get something. We make some news. We get some better understandings and facts so that you can go and make up your own mind, which is really what we're all about. We want you to get facts and make up your own mind whenever you can. We'll have a lot more on the Judicial Watch case from 1992 on the website tomorrow morning. Go to justthenews.com. We got you covered there. I want to tell you about a couple of very important tools that are available to you. If you haven't done it yet, please go do this. This will be a big benefit to you. We've created here at Just the News an iOS and Android app to make the Just the News more accessible to you, more tangible to you, because there's really three ways to consume us. You can listen to us. That's what you're doing now in the podcast. You can watch us on the TV show or on the 40 to 50 videos a day we put up, or you can read us. Watch, listen, read. That's what the app does. It has a little slider on the bottom. You pick what you want. I want to read stories. I want to listen to podcasts. I want to watch television, just the news television. We've got it covered. Go download that app. It is an incredible asset. It's really well designed. A lot of people love it. We're going to come out with a new version in a few months, but get ahead on it. You'll get the new version free of charge. Doesn't cost any money. You don't have to pay a dime for it, but it sort of gives you a 3D experience to the Just the News community. I really want you to encourage that. And the second thing you can do is if you go to justthenews.com slash subscribe, you can sign up for our newsletter. Go do that. We have a daily newsletter with the top 40 stories that we produce every day. Why not get that in your inbox? It's a quick summary. You can read it fast or do a deep dive by clicking on each story, but that's a really valuable thing. And then some people say, John, I'd love to get together with you. I've had questions for you for the longest time. Well, I've got a solution for you. We have a special club, a group of super subscribers at Just the News. They're called the Just the News VIP Club. Just the News VIP Club. If you are interested in joining that club, these are the benefits. First, you get to read the website without ads. Once you log in, all the ads will disappear. That's pretty cool, right? You'll definitely want to check that out. I love that. And then you'll be able to attend a once a month private meeting with me online, of course. Digital Town Hall is what I call it. The VIP club meeting every month. And you can submit your questions to me and you'll be able to get answers. I try to answer every question that comes in from one of our VIP club members. We do it for about an hour, hour and a half. Usually the last week of the month. It's really super exciting. You can get in on that by going to justthenews.com slash subscribe. That's pretty easy to remember. Just go to justthenews.com slash subscribe. 
It's as little as $5 a month. You can get it for like $39 or $40 a year if you pay it up front. It's a great way to get involved and have a one-on-one conversation with me and a lot of the great reporters here. We often will bring reporters on, which we love, and that makes it a lot of fun. All right, folks, thank you. Thank you for being a part of the John Solomon Reports family, the JustTheNews.com family. You know you can go to JustTheNews.com 24-7. To get a big thanks to Dr. Harvey Risch and to Tom Fitton for their appearances today. Very exciting. I will have more news tonight on the Just the News, Not Noise TV show on Real America's Voice, 6 p.m. Eastern. Check us out there as well. All right, have a great night. God bless you. We'll be back tomorrow. Until then, have a great night. Enjoy your family. Enjoy these last days of summer before the kids go back to school. And of course, whenever you need a news fix, you know what to do. Go to justthenews.com. We got you covered 24-7. Folks, financial experts thought we were in the clear. They were anticipating around six rate cuts by the Fed this year, and then the inflation data came out higher than expected again, just like we've been predicting. Friends, this isn't going away anytime soon. It can't. The U.S. is $34 plus trillion in the hole, and yet we keep printing money, which pushes the prices you pay every day even higher, whether it's at the grocery cart or at the gas store. So you can either bury your head in the sand or you can do something about it. Diversify a portion of your savings into gold with Birch Gold Group. Gold is your hedge against inflation, and Birch Gold makes it easy to own. They will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold, and you don't pay a penny out of pocket. All you got to do to get started, text Just News to 989898 and get your free info kit on gold. Then talk to a precious metal specialist on how to protect your savings from persistent inflation. The way to do it, with gold. All you got to do to get started on that journey with my good friend, who I trust more than anyone at Birch Gold Group. Text Just News to 989898 right now. History, economics, the great works of literature, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution. Did you study these things in school? Probably not. Or even if you did, like I did, maybe it's time for a refresher. Time and technology have changed a lot of things, but they have not changed basic fundamental truths about the world and our place in it as America. That's why I'm so excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in the most important and enduring subject. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church with Hillsdale College's online courses, all available for free. That's right, you heard me, for free. You don't get anything free in the Biden economy today. I personally recommend you sign up for the American Citizenship and its decline. It's with my good friend, the great historian, Victor Davis Hanson. In this eight-lecture course, VDH, as I like to call him, explores the history of citizenship in the West and the threats it faces today. Threats like the erosion of the middle class, the disappearance of our borders, the growth of an unaccountable deep state, and the rise of globalist organizations. The course is self-paced so that you can start whenever and wherever. So start your free course, American Citizenship and Its Decline, with my good friend, Victor Davis Hanson, today. How do you do that? Go right now to hillsdale.edu slash justnews to start. It's free and it's easy to get started. And it's an easy URL to remember. All you got to do, go to hillsdale.edu slash justnews. One more time, hillsdale.edu slash justnews.